Uh, what should we talk about? Yeah, I've, 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 I've got some stuff. Okay. I've got some stuff. Uh, we haven't got a lot from, uh, um, from any of our listeners, so thanks a lot, assholes. It's Friday, September 16, 2016, and you're listening to Catching Foxes. This is episode number 60, and we're pretty excited about it because we get to talk about a very weird thing that happened in Catholic Twitter. Yes, someone got catfished, and me and Luke can't stop laughing about it. Sure, people got hurt, but that's not the point. The point is, it's hilarious. Anywho, uh, we also talk about uh, some South Park uh, didgeridoos. Oh, yeah, Matt Frad, this is dedicated to you. Hey, buddy, I know you're on a long drive. But don't tell me when to produce my show. Don't you dare tell me when to produce my show. Because now it's super late at night. I haven't gone to sleep because I have Matt Frad guilt trips hanging over my head to produce this show before you go on your long car trip. So, so, I hope you enjoy the blatant racism against Australians. Mate. What do you think, um... You know what I want to talk about more than uh, the Catholic girl? Sure. I want to talk about how suddenly everyone knows and understands perfectly and uses it as in everyday language, the phrase catfishing or, <laughs> or the word catfish. Like all of a sudden that came out of nowhere. I mean, I know it's a term, but every, I was like, oh, yeah. So he was like totally catfished. And then this other person well, was like, you know, why it, happened. it was because of the um, Monte Teo, the guy from uh, um, Notre Dame. The only exciting thing to happen in Notre Dame football in the past three years, besides when they got <laughs> destroyed in the national championship, sorry, Catholic drinking. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I used to love Notre Dame. Then they killed a kid, and I didn't, I didn't like them as much. Anyways. You know, uh, when they played UT, uh, when Notre Dame played UT last week, mm-hmm. uh, as they were leaving, because uh, they got beat out, as they were leaving, um, the Twitter account for Whataburger just oh, trolled, trolled the Notre Dame football team <laughs> and said, uh, if you, you should stop by on your way out and get a Whataburger hamburger, uh, that way at least you could have one win today or something <laughs> like that. I want Whataburger so badly right now. Do you remember? It was the best food to eat after drinking. Get some jalapeno. I think it was a jalapeno burger. They yeah. Had, oh, do you remember that? How did I pay for that? I, kn- I had no money then. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> That's and really Luke, true. <laughs> it's time to settle debts. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Where do you want it? What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I just re-listened to um, last week's episode. I was playing all the um, the funny like masturbation chimes, and then your terrible <laughs> music that you listen to for my for my wife. And uh, <laughs> but there was one part that I didn't realize that I said, and what I said was. Uh, Everett was like, wow, I love this show. I can say things on here that I can't say on EWTN. And I was like, what are you talking about? Every time Raymond Arroyo interviews me, I always say tiny penis. <laughs> and then and then we made a handful of jokes about it. But it literally sounds like I said Raymond Arroyo has a tiny penis, <laughs> which I in no way, shape, or form was implying by the thing. We can either confirm but, or deny that truth. <laughs> that what, Hey, that's actually accurate. I can neither confirm or deny that. But I just felt bad that it sounded no. like that. Then I didn't feel bad Sorry, about it. Sorry, Raymond Arroyo. We don't think you have a tiny penis. We're not sure. Sh- I mean, well... We don't think you don't have a tiny penis either. We're just undecided <laughs> on the size of your penis, Raymond Arroyo. That's where we're going to leave it, right there. Uh. 
So the funniest thing is there's a listener who's actively campaigning for us to get on EWTN radio. Why? Because he loves our show. He wants our show to be on EWTN oh, radio. Because they, well, because they reach millions of oh, people. Oh, yeah. No, that'd be great. Hey, we, we are very good friends. Actually, the guy, the original, the original idea for what became Catching Foxes was actually pitched between me and Peter Zelasco, the news guy, guy for uh, right. EWTN. Funny, funny story. Flashback. Funny you should say that. No, I got nothing. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, listen, uh, you and I have, we, you know, we, we actually um, have been offered to be on radio in the past and actually turned it down. And I'm kind of glad that we did that. But uh, wait, what, what are you talking about? Do you remember there was a guy who's doing he's being broadcasted now on, on some stuff and they're going to offer us like two hundred dollars and an episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it just was yeah, going to totally be. And, and I, I mean, like I uh, I'm very glad that he offered it to us and I thank him for being interested. And I think we're on the same page in terms of like what we want to do, which is I would not want to do that unless we, I mean, obviously they would have to edit some stuff out. And I'm I understand that I would not want to do the editing nor would I want to have to change our content in order to fit anything. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, it would be interesting to do something Catching Foxes-ish on there. I'd rather yeah. do serious. I think that'd be really fun. Serious radio? Yeah. I think that'd be really, really cool. I think the things we could do, I think just more um, freedom with that. I, I, I could be wrong. Well, Well, wait a second. Can we take a step back and just ask ourselves which one of us has actually been on serious satellite radio in the last oh i don't know week <laughs> oh was it me was it me was it me going on to talk about evangelization at the parish but the host jennifer fullweiler just wanted to talk about catching foxes the entire time that's awesome I'm, i wish i could have heard that do you have an do you have an audio clip of it i don't uh, if, if anyone if anyone has that out in listener land we would love that I, I should, okay, yes. sorry. I would love to hear that because I think I think you know I, I could see you doing a good job of that. We we had a radio show. We've been on the radio before. What? When? What? At oh. Franciscan. Stop. Then it all <laughs> came crashing down. Down I'm gonna, I'm, on me. I'm on our website right now. JenniferFullweiler.com slash guests. Oh, look at that. Friday. Mike Gormley. It says I'm an author. That's cool. <laughs> author of my heart. And it says my, uh, my, la- oh, she listed me as preaching the gospel. Oh, nice. Which in, in no way, shape, or form is true. Oh, then, of course, Cameron Frad is on the very next Monday. Who's Cameron? <gasps> is, is that Matt Frad's wife? Matt. Yes. I really want to hang out with him. I feel like we would all be very good friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I, I, I feel like Matt is my friend, but... In a sense of like, we'd be people who'd want to hang out with each other, to be in, in, in each other's lives, to get into, into the mess of things. Maybe when this whole thing blows over, you two could get an apartment together. I think me and Matt Frad would have a great apartment. No, if that's true. It'd be filled with Australian things and beer and... It'd be filled with didgeridoos <laughs> and... Roto and Bilbo and other things from New Zealand. Because <laughs> that's close enough. Flight of the Concords. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just South Park posters everywhere. <laughs> Man, I am so – can we just talk about this for a second? 
based upon the 30-second clip I saw yesterday, I'm so excited to watch the new South Park. No one does social satire like South Park, and I can't wait. Colin Kaepernick is brave. Cops are pigs. Cops are pigs. Wait, someone just took my stuff. I need to call the cops. Oh, no, I just said cops are pigs. Now who's going to help me get my stuff? Why did I listen to Colin Kaepernick? He's not even any good. Oh, I just got all my stuff back. Cops are pigs again. Cops are pigs. Colin Kaepernick's a good backup. <laughs> and they are, and that is, uh, and that and is sung to the national yeah. anthem. <laughs> Colin, Colin Kaepernick's not even that good, anyways. <laughs> Which I forgot, he's a backup. That's the crazy part. There are some people who think he's doing the whole thing because he just wants to bring attention to himself. Which I mean, may or may not be true, and may or may or may not even matter. But I do think it's interesting. But we already talked about that on a previous episode. Ah, bourbon tastes good. The hidden racism of the national anthem that most people don't know about. Listen, here's okay. Here's uh, here's the thing about that stuff. I agree. I I agree that our country is soaked in blood on the oppression of different groups. But one of the things you have to understand is that pretty much everyone was racist everywhere till about the 1960s. And then, it, I mean, like, I mean, it's a huge problem out in Europe. And that's why at a lot of the soccer games and stuff that are put up there, you'll see say no to racism and other things like that. And, I mean, they have horrible things that happen. It's not, I mean, we would be, all of us would be, like, just appalled at some of the stuff that goes on out there. But to, to act like, um, and no, I'm not trying to say this, that it's any, uh, that it's any uh, less bad either, but. We do have to own the fact that pretty much everyone was pretty racist against some group at some point in time. Anyways, do you feel like there's a, there's a need to be socially conscious now in a way that it really hasn't been before in the past within our culture? I mean, I think the teens and 20s with the rise of, of socialism and communism brought about a whole new wave of that. The, the late 1800s, you know, the the rise of... You know, dealing with the industry problem, yeah. the labor problem, populism, whatnot. Uh, you know, the rise of progressivism as a political movement that culminated in the twenties and thirties. You know, I think a lot of that brought about. So, and then you got the sixties of don't trust anyone over thirty. I think it definitely comes in these things, but I think now we are having, and I got in trouble for this a couple times, but that we're having to Uh-oh. watch our words so much. That, uh, you know, people use the phrase political correctness and other people correct them and say, no, it's just being decent human beings by the, you know, watching the way you talk. And um, I, I don't know. I think uh, I think now with the Internet views are getting disseminated so fast that both the ugly and the good, both the academic, you know, like academic, you know, feminism mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. is really just kind of conquering the world right now. And people are, are pushing back against it in so many ways. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I read a post by a former teen of mine who was like, she was writing about privilege, and it is so difficult for me to stop. Like, I I like a lot of what this this young woman writes. Um, I think uh, she has a lot of great stuff. She's definitely a feminist, super liberal, but uh, she says things like, "In my recognition of my white privilege, of my hetero privilege." of my cisgendered privilege, 
Sometimes I forget about my thin privilege. And then she posted a link to about a fat-shaming article about a woman who was naturally very thin, and then some stuff happened, and then she got fat. And she was both thin-shamed and fat-shamed, and how being fat-shamed is a thousand times worse. And as a fat man who had to endure the persecution of Everett Fritz on the last podcast, <laughs> I can say that fat-shaming is indeed the worst. However, you got so mad about that. <laughs> so one of my coworkers was like, "Hey, I was listening to your episode, and I could tell you were really pissed, and not just fake pissed." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, I wasn't really pissed." And they're like, "You brought it up eight times." And I was like, "In an hour." <laughs> uh, if only we had a way to talk about what we thought about other episodes. Hmm. Anyways, go on. No, anywho, it's just when I read that post and all of those privileges strung across one after the other, mm-hmm. my white privilege, my this privilege, my that privilege, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm exhausted. I need to take a nap just reading about all the different privileges <laughs> we have and don't have. And I just, it's exhausting. Anywho, the European Space Agency is going to unveil on Wednesday a three-dimensional map of a billion stars in our galaxy. Well, that's cool. Okay, let me ask you this. Go on. <laughs> so there was a big okay. um, hoobla last week about how we thought we were getting perhaps some radio stuff from uh, alien beings. Turns out it was probably just us coming back at us. If there are aliens, and I really, oh I, no, oh, no. I really okay, want on. you to think. I, I really like re- think about this for a bit. If there were aliens, some form of intelligent life that could. Uh, communicate had some sort of culture okay yeah what would that do to your faith would that challenge your faith even just even just the tiniest bit oh yeah yeah me too (laughs) totally i I would absolutely go oh what does this mean oh what does this mean oh what does this mean yeah no I, i i used to hold very strictly that if we discovered aliens on a different planet that would completely invalidate the gospel, and I would go out and do cocaine that <laughs> no, like, Oh, man, I would love to know what it's like to go on a coke binge. Anyways, go on. <laughs> I really would. I, would, I just want to know. No, you do Yes, don't. I do. I really – like me and, me and my sister, Emily, have actually talked about this. If there's one thing that we could do without any repercussions to our soul or our body, it would be go on a coke binge back in the 80s. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, back in the 80s, definitely. But not anymore. No, no, no. Not anymore because people will catch it on their iPhones and then uh, you'll have problems. Stuff's in your eye. You get pink eye or, or a rash. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do if I walked into a party and people were doing cocaine. I'd be like, what do you – why? What? No. Didn't you watch the videos? No. Nancy Reagan says no. <laughs> well, mama, mama told me not to come. <laughs> she said this ain't the way to have fun. That's exactly what I would say. <laughs> all right sorry anyways go on no I, I used to be super like aliens equals done of faith and the main reason being well then what is their relationship to christ who became a human being and died so does that mean like all bipedal thing <laughs> sentient creatures are forgiven their sins but uh then i read the the space trilogy by c.s lewis and that let out the slack a little bit on the rope have you ever read the Space Trilogy by C.S. Lewis? Mm-mm. I should, but yeah. What are you doing with your stupid life? What do you do all day? I spent an hour today just like organizing all of our bills and stuff, just making sure everything was in order. That's what I. That's what I do. <laughs> that's what's going on now. It you hear that, kids? Exciting. That's the death of your childhood. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, medical bills are kind of expensive. Yeah. Huh. Who knew? Yeah. No. So the Space Trilogy imagines 
a world or a universe that actually he, he tries to harmonize like Greek mythology with uh, English mythology of like King Arthur uh, with modern science and Christianity and stuff. It's actually really cool. But the whole idea is he's first taken to Mars and Mars is a dying planet. It has three independent species that uh, that are total alien. One group looks like frogs and they're kind of like dwarves. Another group is like the intelligentsia, but you know, whatever. And they all have this equilibrium in the in the dying planet of of Mars. But uh, they 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 commune with angels called Eldils, and especially the the angel that runs their planet. And the kind of the myth that he created was uh, that that the the angel that ran Earth it was the devil, and he rebelled. And all the other planets' angels have their avatars or their their minor angels on Earth, and they all most of them joined in the rebellion. And uh, God, in in His great power, bound Satan to the lunar sphere so he couldn't go past the moon. But when man invented space technology, spacecraft to go to break that, the uh, the devil came and seized that opportunity through man's science to, to wreak havoc out on other worlds. And it's fascinating. So the first one's called Out of the Silent Planet. It's called the Silent Planet because it broke from communion with the rest of the solar system, essentially. Hmm. And Yeah, and it's fascinating because... That's interesting. It is really great because in the second book, Perilandra, which is like Venus, um, you know, I mean, this is written back in the 50s or something, but Venus was considered this ocean planet. And so C.S. Lewis uses evolution... And he says, but instead of evolving from apes, these people evolved from mermaids, <laughs> right? And so the land that they live on is is these like floating islands, and but it's it's totally like Eden. So the human beings go there. One or these two human beings. One guy is, is the uh, a guy named Weston. He's possessed by the devil, the unman, and the other one is Ransom, and he's the good guy. And so they go and they fight. It's it's awesome. It's an amazing book, and it's kind of like an exploration of Genesis, but in this totally new way. And so it's like, okay, well, what's the relationship with Christ? Well, here's this new world, and they're having to make their their Genesis chapter three decision. And uh, and it's cool because those creatures, even though they descended from uh, from mermaids, it says that uh, that they now look like humans and he's like why do they look like humans and he realized it's because christ became incarnate that all sentient beings will bear the image of melodil the younger who who came into this into this world or something like that and so they all bear relationship to christ after christ came so there might be a trillion alien races but in some way shape or form they're all connected to christ in one way shape i don't know Hmm. so uh yeah i i thought that was pretty fun uh, a pretty fun explanation of of um, aliens and yeah intelligence. So there'd be some hmm, interesting. I mean, um, didn't I mean this could be uh, one of those Catholic urban legends of which there are an endless amount. But didn't Padre Pio say there probably aren't aliens? Oh, I have no clue. Okay. Yeah, I I think I I think I would just I I remember kind of having a moment when I heard about that going. Like when I heard about the radio signal, I'm just kind of thinking, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean? How, like, what if what if there is something that's kind of calling t- towards us? Because one, that's awesome, and but two, like, what does this you know? So yeah, I don't know. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. So do you want to talk about the hashtag this Catholic girl, or we just want to I went, skip over? I went, 
I, I don't mean, yeah, I want you to I I want you to tell the good people about it. All right. So, uh for those of you guys that are not aware, this past week there's a big thing on Catholic Twitter about at this Catholic girl. Turns out she catfished this guy, Chad, something something I don't know his last name, I don't really care. Uh he was an author. He what? He he what the guy? I don't know. Wait. What no, did I he say? catfished? She catfished the guy. What the hell does catfish? Oh, okay, mean? so catfish, for those of you guys that don't know, I'm pretty much speaking to my mom right now. Um, to all of all of our uh, listeners and, and and me 48 hours ago. That's true. <laughs> and Andy. Um cat so catfish is where you are talking to a person online and you develop a romantic relationship with this person. And then it turns out this person doesn't actually exist and you're being played by another person or a group of people pretending to be said person. So the idea is that you're in a relationship with um, a person that doesn't actually exist and you've been catfished. Is that suitable? Okay, so let me just let me just run through a quick scenario and you say yes or no, this is catfished. Sure. So let's just pretend it's my sophomore year of high school. I liked a girl, didn't know if she liked me. We're on AOL Instant Messenger, and I pretended to be someone completely different uh, and chatted her up for like an hour and a half to see if she actually liked me, like a third grader would. Uh, and then, And she totally believed it. Not that the person that I pretended to be was dating her, is that the is that the thing? Does it require dating relationships? I don't think so. I think it requires. I mean, I, I think honestly, it it requires any type of a relationship so that can be a friendship. But they're more often than not, when we speak of catfishing, we are referring to a a romantic or a deeply personal relationship. Or sorry, that's that's the wrong word. A close relationship, one you feel that you have a bond with said person, a deep friendship. Yeah, so, okay, so, good. I didn't catfish this woman. I mean, hypothetically. Oh, listen, we all were either catfished or we catfished a, um, another person back in the, back in the uh, 90s. Yeah. That's why uh, this ever, is so funny to me. Do you ever three-way call girls that you liked when you were in middle school or elementary school? Oh, yeah. And, and you were silent while your friend talked and they had no idea that you were on the you were on Yeah, the- or, like, you talked through them. That actually isn't um, catfishing, but hey, can I tell you how your damn your damn uh, bachelor party is still ruining my life? Why? Un- Unscar racing, Uns- unser karting. Oh, that was so much fun. We went car. They racing. won't stop emailing me, <laughs> and now apparently they're on my Facebook as an app. When did I ever install that as an app? Remove app. That's so funny. Okay. Anyhow, um, go okay, on. So I'm sorry. I'm trying to find the name of this. So okay. Do we do we have an an do we have a a sufficient definition for catfishing here? Yeah, I think so. So you're pretending to be someone else, and via social media, okay. And someone you you form a relationship with someone. They think you're one person, so you're sending them fake photos. Mm-hmm. You're talking to them on the phone. You're Snapchatting each each other, doing all but, sorts of stuff. But you're never doing. You can't do like a Skype. Uh, apparently, with some snapped with some catfishing, you can do a Skype because let's pretend that I'm the one, and this is how like intense it, it can actually get. So let's pretend that we're, we're all high school age and we're like all we're 
all buddies. You think you are talking to me and that I'm a that I'm a girl and I use pictures of of Aaron. So one thing I might do is when you want to Skype, you will actually will Skype like with Aaron. And I'll tell her what to say. But it'll be like really short. Or really quick. Gotcha. Does that make sense? So I mean there's there's all different I mean I I'm just I'm kind of from what I've seen, I believe that's what happened with the Manti Teo thing. I think I think there was there was a guy and a girl that was involved with that. So but so here's so okay so here's so here is one thing that you also ha, ha, have to um, have to understand to get this um, whole picture, if you will. So there's what we call Catholic Twitter, and I briefly hinted to it during our first inter, our first interview ever with our good buddy Arlene Spensley. Um, when I we, I just started talking about how because it was right around that time when I I started to really discover that and was engaging with, with that and I was like this is really cool. There's a lot of really cool people out there talking about really interesting things. It was really great to see or um, Orthodox Catholics who are on the left politically talking about things and engaging with them and just hearing their own thoughts on stuff. And it was, so there's it's like this whole world of high school of high school kids call ed, the vast majority of them are college age kids or people in their 20s early 30s we're, we're we'd be on the older scale of that it doesn't get much older than that for the most part so there was this one twitter user called at this catholic uh, girl who was like the queen of the whole thing kind of she even under her facebook name she she pronounced her name as queen or something like 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 that and so and she was looked up to by a lot of people especially girls you know she would you know she would tweet things about like catholic girl problems or whatever i don't really know i mean I'm, I'm, that's not like a a hashtag or anything but that's like a kind of a tone if you will her i believe her avatar was one of bell from uh, i could i could be wrong with that but i believe it was bell from beauty and the beast and so you 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 had all these people who had these deep real well quote unquote real I would I would go as far as to say real friendships with her and this one guy who's a part of this is a part of this uh, is a part of this world I guess uh, he's and he's an author and I'm going to butcher his name so I, I I apologize I believe it is Chase Padzunak or Padusnak I'm not sure how you uh, pronounce it I'm horrible with any it's, type of phonics it's pronounced. Pumpernickel. Ah, there we go. I had a really good salt, uh, salt. Don't, don't go down this road. Don't go down this road. Run away. (laughs) Okay. It was a great bagel though. I love bagels. Run away. Send us bagels. All right. So anyways. Run away, motherfucker. I, I immediately had a flashback to us playing Grand Theft Auto, listening to Blindside. Anyways, um, so he he had a pretty deep friendship with her, and it turned into a dating relationship where they started to date for about half half a year or so. Anytime he'd want to go out to actually like see her, it would you know it would uh, fall apart. She'd have all these big issues. She, he, he he never actually skyped with her because he said that he really hated Skype. But they would text over Snapchat, Instagram, things like that. Lo and behold, he found out she was actually eight. She was an older and um. He looked woman. up. He looked up her lease information because are you? She sh- had that. She crazy. had sent him. Well, she had sent him something in the mail, or he had sent her something in the mail, and so somehow he had her home address. So he ran because lease information is on the internet for free, I guess. So he ran her her information, 
and then found out that it was uh, a woman who was older, and she was married and had kids and had her own Twitter account that wasn't this Catholic girl and was, like, super active. Her and her husband were, they were, like, super active on their own Twitter accounts. All this stuff, right? Isn't that, yeah. I don't know about, I don't know about that part, but I, I, um, I don't remember, but that would would surprise me. I'm sure she knew how to, you know. So, yeah, so basically she catfished him, and you could say she also catfished all these other people who thought they had these real relationships. And he outed her on his blog, which I thought was a really smart thing to do. Like, this is a public individual. You need to bring public attention to that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So... And he wasn't a, he wasn't a jerk about it. No, no, I th- he was just honest. And yeah, to me, the, to me though, the problem. Okay, never there mind. Never so mind. You oh no, there are so many. So basically, everyone w- was like, "Holy crap, this is crazy!" And a good twenty five percent of all the other people were like, "And also hilarious." <laughs> so people were just kind of tweeting jokes like, "I um, I had one that said, uh, turns out ca- uh, Catholic Foxes is just Father Kyle Schnepple talking to himself after a couple of beers, <laughs> you know, and um, and um, and like different things like that." Then some people started getting kind of angry and about all of uh, all. Let's of the not forget tweets. this is about real human. Yeah, and like here. wanted to like pray for all the girls who are hurt by her, and I was like, "That's ridiculous!" Like. Teenage girls get hurt all the time. They'll be fine. Uh, it's called it's called just being an adolescent. Um, <laughs> it, it was just, it's so stupid. I don't know. So, anyways, and like uh, to me, it's called it's called life. Get thicker skin. Yeah, I mean, dumbass. like honestly, like I mean, and and I and I'm fully um, aware that I'm turning into the old man screaming ad cloud. So I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to be called out on this. I am very willing to. T- to talk about this, but it's just a, it is so funny because it's so absurd. How can you date a person for six months and never see them? I, I, I just, I, I'm, I am, this is going to be really harsh. And, and I started to write a blog post about this, but I just don't have the time. Life is just crazy right now. So I think this is a real example of the, on, of what happens when you're sucked into the anima technia vacua. Which, if you don't know what that is, go and listen. You want me, you want me to do a quick yeah, explanation? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is from badgercatholic.org. The anima technica vacua is a concept that is lengthily explored in Catholic stuff you should know. Coined by Hanser's von Balthasar, it captures the empty and technological soul, which currently embodies our culture. Literally meaning technological soul empty. Sounds about right. It's exemplified in a lecture hall of people glued to their Facebooks instead of engaging with one another, let alone the class. Man does not understand himself and is not living according to who he is. So how do we encourage ourselves and others toward community to rediscover it? For it is only in the rediscovery of who we are as men and women that we can get closer to discovery of our creator. Now, like, we do a podcast. We record over Skype. We, I feel like we've had some really great chats with some really great individuals that we, you know— haven't met that I consider to be our our friends, I guess. Um, specifically, Arlene Spensley has become a really good friend that I actually haven't met yet. Uh, that being said, I have. I know. You all guys all hung out. Oh, oh, oh Tom, that's really cool. Thank you. That being said, I like, do you remember in college? When you probably don't, I think John and Adam would remember this, but I 
I used to talk to a girl that I met in an, in an AOL chat room whose name was DMB Chick 52. I actually cheated on my, I mean, you could say I quote unquote cheated on my high school girlfriend by talking to this girl while we, while we were dating. And then I told my high school girlfriend, you, you should chat with her to see how cool she, it was really, really like messed up. Anyways, um, what I'm trying to say is I understand that you can like, that you can uh, develop a relationship with a person that you meet online. Because I remember in the like early parts of uh, in the early parts of college, we would talk on the phone a bit, and then just kind of stop. Like in like in my head, I think that I always knew. Well, this isn't real. Like this is just some stupid thing I'm doing online. Like so many people our age tried to talk to people of the opposite sex when we first got a AOL. It's like what you did. But I think we also all kind of knew. Well, yeah, this isn't real. This is just a way to like, you know deal with our um, hormonal angst. And I think what's changed is with a lot, with, with a lot of people who, who um, are, who are now younger is that is completely real and it's completely 100% real. And that's a problem. How can you like, if you're supposed to date it, when we date, it's supposed to be based off of uh, some type of attraction to the other one to the like other person that includes a sexual attraction, right? Oh yeah. So how can you date someone you have, you haven't met? People are finite, like as deep. I mean, like my wife is incredibly deep. One of the things that I really enjoy about, about like being married is, as I've really started to experience how deep and profound one person can be, but so much of that has to be in the, like in the flesh, right? And so that's why I'm like, no, this is, this is hilarious. This isn't tragic. What is actually tragic is we live in a culture where this can happen and be accepted so easily. The online relationship part where you haven't met. I think the grand problem is something that you, that you actually – Okay, so I started thinking about this, and you wrote a blog post that you sent to me, and I suggested some editing things, and then you apparently got really pissed off and burned it, no, and now no. you won't publish it. I just it. haven't had time. Uh, I've been so busy. But the, the interesting thing that you said was, you said, so here's this guy who was catfished by this woman. He dated her for months, never saw her physically. This is an example of the anima technica vacua. And I was like, wait, what? And then I realized from your own dating life, and this is the bridge that I think everyone needs to embrace, Catholic Match, who should totally sponsor all of our shows for all time because of you, you met a handful of people from Catholic Match in your various California, Utah living. I know. And probably just California. Um, and you flew them out, or they flew out to meet you. Mm-hmm. And that was the point. Like, you shook up a conversation. You beca- you're like, oh, this is a human being I could be friends with. Maybe it could be more than friends. Yeah. The next step is I want to meet them in person, in the flesh, however you can do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, that was just, I mean, there was no, that's of, that was, and I mean, for, and for at least one of those, we, we Skyped a lot beforehand. That was um, the Tic Tac girl that, we, that I met out, out, in, out in Portland. Right, no, and I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you already had this technical relationship as best as you could with them. 
But then, boom, I had to meet them. Yeah, yeah. And that's honestly where I was like, oh, this, this either was going uh, to work as it did in one occasion and on two other times. I was like, oh, I don't really know about this. And, like, that's how you know. That's just how, like, that's how you know. You, you you have to, and like we are, we are denying the human person by doing this stuff, or we're not engaging in in reality. We're like, I, I just, and, and again, I don't like know this guy, uh, Chad, at all, and I feel bad for him. I feel bad for the, uh, for uh, the woman. She's honestly, like, she's honestly like messed up, obviously, but like clearly, there are other things going on that would allow a thing like that to happen right right i mean it's just like it's so crazy like like the the emotional chastity that was broken was the fact that people thought that it's okay to have a deep i mean i I, and like I, i mean a deep deep personal relationship completely online <laughs> I, and I wish you guys could just see what Comer texted me. Um, I'll put, I'll put it on. <laughs> that is our relationship. In, in a nutshell, that is us. But I mean, and I, I, I just, I don't. People aren't having that discussion, and that's, and that scares me. Like, honestly, don't feel too bad for all these like seventeen-year-old girls or all these, you know, other people who are like, oh my gosh, I'm hurt. She's not like she's not unreal. That's life. Taylor Swift, guys, is a marketing. Gimmick conceived in a storyboard uptown high rise. Conceived on a storyboard in an uptown high oh. rise. Mm. Like that when do you remember the whole the whole uh twerking thing with like Miley Cyrus that happened two or three two or three years ago? I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Don't we all? Um like that that so like we what we are uh uh talking about with that with that quote is it is it is um a line from a great project 86 song about how basically these things that we think are like so deep and real and profound are just things that are created by a marketing group yeah and that's what i mean like if we're being honest that's what most artists are pop pop artists that's what taylor swift is that's why she says like she has answers for everything. She's a she's a living brand, and that brand is Taylor Swift. And I'm drinking the the Kool Aid. We don't we don't know her at all. She's probably very like different than what she, she acts like. She she's actually a dude, and she's been catfishing the world <laughs> this whole time. But like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, and it just how can we like the 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 fact that we are listen like, and and again, like I have a pretty good friendship with with you know Arlene who who I haven't met but I've also like talked to her over over like Skype and we're not like chatting every day like best friends going oh my gosh what can my life be like without Arlene it's just, it's just a good like friend that I have and if it turns out that like she wasn't real I'd be like well that's really weird but okay like that's just yeah. life like I, I, again with that like you know I mean I really thought that I can remember being like 18 and, and thinking, man, I love chatting with this girl. She's just so cool. But I honestly didn't really stop. I didn't stop to think about her until 
it was time to it was time to chat at night, and I was bored. So it's like we're all, everyone is just like using everyone. Yeah, and it's not good. Like it's really not good. Why isn't it good to use other people, Luke? Because it, it violates their freaking dignity. You know, like it's, I mean, like listen, and it's it's very easy uh, um, to do that. It's like easy to date a person and go, oh, I'm going to date them because I think this person can make me a better person. Um, like that can turn into just trying to use them, you know, or I'm going to date this person to feel good about myself. I need to date the hottest girl so I can know that I'm the man. I don't care about her personality. I care about her looks. And it, it just like it's it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. Like the anima technia vacua uh, is a real thing, and it just I'm gonna leave you numb, and it and you can't form real authentic relationships. And when you date a person, yeah, you can do long um, long distance, but you have to have some real interaction with them. And people aren't. And that's what's crazy about this. I've met several young adults who have carried on these huge long-distance relationships for months on end without without meeting up with the people in real life. Like, and it just it just can't happen. No. People, there are things that your heart needs. It becomes easy to let technology replace the awkwardness and demands of giving of yourself to another person. It can become very easy to let technology just kind of slide in and fill the void where you're texting all the time. But texting all the time is not the same thing as a face-to-face conversation. Mm -hmm. So you might think you're communicating all the time with these people, but it's totally different than being in the same space. Now, I think texting all the time or texting often or whatever is great, is better than not talking at all. But even talking is better than texting when it comes to building a bridge, a relationship. Because it's less curated. It's less planned. Mm -hmm. It's more spontaneous. It's more authentically you and more authentically them. And so when you just stick to this level of of, of letting technology fill the gap, you're doing yourself a disservice. Now, that's totally different than, you know, like let's say you start dating someone and then they move away because of, you know, you're in college and – they're a year older than you, and their their stuff ends, and they go get a job, and then you're waiting to finish, or something like that, or their job takes them away. I think that um, I think that if you have a relationship in place, then the technology can supplement and service the relationship, but the technology cannot replace the relationship. Totally, and it, it can't be the placeholder waiting for a relationship to happen. So that's why you have to fly these people out. You have to go and visit them. Oh, it's expensive. I know it's expensive. Try an engagement ring. This shit is real. Yeah, like, or don't, I mean, I can uh, remember. So um, I I remember, I mean, okay, how do I put this the right right way? I went through one of my many bad, uh, bad breakups and go on. It was out of a long distance relationship. And it got so much in my head and not in the reality. And I, I just refused to accept that fact that when I like when I uh, was able, I mean, gosh, the first time that I saw her after we broke up was, I think, over a year. And I feel like I didn't even know her. Like, I feel like it was a I feel like I was 
I was talking to a stranger almost. And it really messed me up because I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? You know, and, and that's one of the things that's really hard about, about, that, about that stuff is because the, it just becomes this thing in your head and you start, you start to mourn or even argue with this idea you have in, in your head that you think is, the, is, that other, is that other person, but it's not. You know, and, and, and I was able to get over that and it, and it was fine, but it was just kind of like one of those like, man, that, that was that for me, that was like a, a really good slap in the face of like, dude, there is something else here that you have to address. And I think that's that's the hard part of the anima technia vacua is that it dis it dis it's basically staying it's staying busy um, enough to feel kind of a connected and oh and okay as opposed to really trying to deal with and and really to experience the heavy things in life and we can't run away from that stuff it's a, you you can't like yeah, it can be really scary to go and talk to a girl that you don't know. Just do it. Just do it. Like, I, I just, I'm really, it really concerns me for like where, our, it, like this is no, this is, we cannot live live our lives this way. It is not the new event, uh, the new event dualization at all. It flies in of the face of everything that that is about. Preach, Luke. Preach. Do you think we should go on to another topic? I mean, I, I think we've exhausted it. I mean, I, I don't have anything else to say unless you have anything else that you want to add. Anima technica Sorry. vacua. Technica. I always forget the no, e I'm not, part. I'm not, I'm not knocking you, baby. Oh, thank you. Anywho, so what do you want to talk about next? I got nothing. What do you? Got? Oh, let's talk about Apple. Oh okay. my God. Okay. Oh okay. my God. I know. Okay. This is all I'm gonna say. I, ladies and gentlemen, on September seventh, Apple held their famous <laughs> annual iPhone and iOS event, <laughs> introducing the new iOS seven phone, as well as iOS ten and some other stuff, such as Watch OS three and the new Watch series two. All right. You ready? Ready, mother. So here's what I really like about iOS 10. When I, I was outside before we had to talk and I was staring at the city and going, I love this place. And I had, and I was listening to um, the album 1989 by Ryan Adams. Very, very good. I think I was listening to Blank, Blank Space. And Ryan, Ryan Adams or Brian Adams? Uh, I think it's Ryan Adams, right? The the guy that sings the song from Prince of Thieves. Mm-mm. Okay, go no, on. He's like an indie like singer. He's a guy that we would have known about had we gone to a real college. Um, oh, gotcha. one of those things. One of those big like indie pop guys that everyone our age was almost into when they were a uh, nineteen. Oh, oh my God! Do you play acoustic guitar? Can you sing me a Ryan Adams song? Exactly. Who? No, but I uh, can. I can play. Uh, oh crap! What was that one <laughs> song that was at all the things? Um, in about like like God's house or something. Not big house, but audio adrenaline. 
I, I would just say, no, but I can play Chris Tomlin. He's a good, good father. <laughs> That's who you are. That's who you are. Ladies and gentlemen, Luke is supposed to trial for why you should not smoke. <laughs> no, I never smoke. So anyways, um, we're, we're much, okay, so when I went to go in, because uh, the song I was just about done, I was, and, I, uh, and I, I went to go to, like, skip. Oh, oh, next one. And I thought, oh, my gosh, these like button icons are so big and they look great. That's awesome. I love that when it was on the lock screen. Love that. I cannot stand anything else about it right now. I'm sure I will get used to the home button thing. Hate Messenger. Hate all of it. Hate Messenger? Yeah, it's so – it just is annoying. Um, I also okay, have okay, the okay. SE, uh, so no, – that's fine. We can talk about that. We can talk about that. <laughs> You're so offended by this, aren't you? No, I'm not offended by people's misinformed opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wait my turn. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't understand what the whole heart thing, hold your finger down. It's, that's dumb. Um, I don't understand any of it. So. Is it dumb because you're a white male wrapped up in your privilege? Oh, yeah, yeah. And my firm gender identity. Yeah. Yeah. Is it my turn now? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Gilmer, the reason this is, why this Apple... is catching foxes. It's always your turn. That's a good point. The reason why Apple launched all that stuff, and most of that stuff is stupid as shit, but the reason why they did it is because that stupid as shit stuff is popular as hell. Stupid as shit, popular as hell. Apple is actually playing a catch-up game in the in the messaging app business because, unbeknownst to many of us um, Yankee Doodle dandies, um, sorry, I had to burp up some Coors Light. Unbeknownst <laughs> to many of us Yankee Doodle, Yankee Doodle dandies, <laughs> Apple, Apple, uh, outside the U.S., there are messaging apps like Line and WhatsApp and blah okay, blah blah. Ex- ex- explain why these apps are very important outside of of the U.S. Well, for many of them, it, it uses data instead of uh, text messaging. Text messaging in a lot of countries was super expensive. So people switched to data and then use Wi-Fi to you know, send messages. But also, uh, culturally, like in Japan, Line is huge. Line is not just a messaging app. It's an entire platform worth hundreds of millions of dollars where they have – uh, you know, like we think of stickers, right? You know how Apple is doing stickers? Well, stickers are huge. In fact, they're so huge, they are national icons now. These standardized emoji-esque type Japanimation stickers are so popular in Japan that they are recognized by the young and old alike anywhere, everywhere. They're like, they're, they're like um, I'm trying to think of an equivalent of something like, a, like Mario. Right, they're almost the equivalent of what Mario looks like, right? And so, these, uh, so all these messaging apps, they do different things. Now, Apple played it low key with the whole emoji thing back several years ago when they launched the emoji keyboard, and then they it, like it blew up. Like everyone's using emojis for everything. In fact, I love at first when I saw emojis, I didn't really use it all that much except as like a gimmick. But then I began using it all the freaking time to to communicate the nonverbals, right? Like. Oh, I'm being funny, or my favorite is that we call him the fazzy face, the guy making that sly, like really cool look. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? I love that look. All right, that's the fazzy face. That right? is the fazzy face. Yeah, God drink everyone. Him. Drink. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, so what Apple began doing was surveying all these apps. Now, Apple has data that we don't have access to, and their data is all these people are using Line and WhatsApp 
exponentially more well maybe not exponentially more than message because message i message is default but they're using all of these features and so apple's like all right well we'll just start incorporating a bunch of them into our own thing and have it baked in and then they can have an app store for stickers and an app store for this well then apple um actually released iMessage apps. So with it, so it's a little confusing now because we don't ever use this stuff. But people who use, like, Line, and, man, I wish I could remember the other app besides WhatsApp. Because WhatsApp oh, doesn't do uh, a lot of the... GroupMe? GroupMe, um, GropeMe. No, that's, that's a grinder. <laughs> that's a grinder or message. Oh, app. man, your grinder joke in the last episode was so funny. You're welcome. Still You're my welcome. favorite part. Uh, but so, anywho, so that's the real reason why they've incorporated a lot of that stuff. Now, me and my wife, uh, I, I told her to update to the new iOS, and then I've just been bombarding her with insane crap constantly. Um, I've drawn many an inappropriate thing and sent it to her, and then she has just sent me an angry emoji face. <laughs> um, but that, that's the reason why. And it's a whole new – it's to try to build the message, uh, iMessage, into an entire platform. And if you're like, but I don't want it to be. Well, you're an old fart and you don't matter because the rest of the world is doing that. So look at Facebook Messenger. You can send people money through Facebook Messenger. You can send people those damned animated cat things and and GIFs and all that stuff through Messenger. So Apple is actually late in coming to the game, but it's been such like an adult app for so long that people are like, what the hell? So I think Apple needs to figure out a little bit of the controls because when I first saw it, I was like, wait, where do I just type a message? Yeah, I don't understand. I'm trying to do it right now, and it doesn't make sense. What you just type a message where it says message, and you type the arrow. If you tap the arrow, it'll just send it. If you hold down the arrow, you can make it slam, make it be gentle, have it hidden, do whatever. So it's life, man. It's life. I love the new Apple Music. So I'm an Apple Music subscriber. I left Spotify for Apple Music a long long time ago. Um, Really because I just wanted to try it so i did the Mm -hmm. i fired spotify and did the three months free of um apple music i mean it's a free three months i did too and then i went straight back to spotify after that well i didn't and so uh i i just kept it going because we have a family plan and my wife i mean number one spotify or apple music has more music than spotify and so the certain songs that she wanted and it seamlessly works with itunes so we bought you know, the Adele thing, because it was released on iTunes first. And so good. It's a bunch. Of, yeah. But uh, so anyway, it just integrates with your iTunes purchases, which we have a, a, over $1,000 worth of iTunes music purchases over the years with their unlimited free blah, 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 blah. Or not free, but their, their, their subscription service. So we bounced before that. Now, I like everything to do with the new Apple Music. The bigger buttons, the bigger this, the bigger that. The relayed out. So Apple has data that people, when this is how I use Apple Music. As soon as it opens, like the old one, as soon as it opens, I go right to my music or whatever, and then I go to my playlists. I don't mess around with all their curated crap, at least not at first. And I might go back to that if I'm looking for something or whatever. So they they realize that the vast majority of people, when they like music, they will go find that music and keep listening to it. And so they reprioritized it all. Hmm. So now now that's first. Now when you open it, it's that's the first thing that uh, that comes up is my music with your playlist and your recent searches, which has been awesome. Oh, that's cool. So I, I actually just opened it up. Yeah. So like my daughters, when I'm driving, my daughters always request, you know, specific songs. And so um, I will 
you know, I got to search for songs that I don't want to save on my phone. And so I'll search for it. And But right now it's just, it was just right up. So they like, um, you know, Good Good Father. I've listened to that song a bunch of times, but I don't have it saved. I haven't downloaded it or have it in a playlist. So now I just do one tap and there it is. Boom. See, one of the things that um, that I did like about Apple Music was that I feel like it was uh, easier uh, to listen to albums, which is a thing that yeah. I like. Well, okay, I'm sorry. It could it could have been easier uh, yeah. to uh, listen to albums than it was on Spotify. Apple just made it really hard to do that, and it seems like this is easier within your own library. You just go, oh, you just go to albums and go, okay. Yeah, one of the things that I love Spotify for is you just hit the dot, 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 and then it's like show album, and I would tap it. And then in Apple, it's like dot, 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 and you hit it, and it's like 50 different things, and the last one's add to playlist. And I'm like, no, show me the yeah, album. Yeah, and so it, yeah. it wasn't like that. So now it's a lot better at navigating. It's a lot better at just going to the thing that you like to if, do. Here's what it would take. If, if, if Spotify did not change and, and Apple still made it like if it was – because. I can see now how that would be. Oh, like it's a lot easier to get albums and artists and things like that, or or or, or to hear specific artists. If I could import, this is probably this won't ever be able to happen. But if I could import my Spotify playlist to Apple, that might make me cancel my my Spotify and try out Apple because it's because it's oh, the same price. Like we are on the family plan for Spotify, which is the same price as Apple's uh, family plan. Whoa, 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 whoa! Did you subscribe for Spotify? On Spotify.com or through Apple? Um, ooh, I, th- I think both. Because if you do it through Apple, Apple takes their 30%. So Spotify actually raises their price, I think, by $2. If you do it through Apple or if you do it through Spotify and then the, the app is just a player for what you already have, it's like a dollar or two cheaper. So I think we're I think what we're doing is whichever one's fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, I think if you go to let me just pull it up. I think if you go to Spotify dot com, it's uh thirteen ninety nine. Let me see. No, it's 14.99. You're right. Hmm, Told you. No, I mean again, like if whichever one, if I can, okay, whichever one, uh, whichever one will allow me to hear albums to get to albums easier, and I can keep my Spotify playlist, they'll get my money. Here you go. Check this out. I can from within the iMessage app send you music from the little app 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 application button thingy in iMessage. Yeah, but how many people are really going to use that? Uh, I did it 16 times today. To who? Myself. <laughs> Don't worry, that's problem. a sin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it was Michael Jackson's beat. It. Ding. <laughs> oh, that's such a man. Okay, so just so you all know, I enjoyed the big um I um I um. Uh, Ironically, which is and and the band is meant to be ju- enjoyed. I um I uh ironically, that's not what uh, Christian punk was like back in the eighties. You're talking about lust control it's from the last natural. episode. You know what's so funny so is funny. I played that song. People I listened to that it. song, and I saw you in my head as a as a freshman 
and as a senior and as a super senior, wearing your sweatshirt, whether it was a Gap sweatshirt or your AMDG sweatshirt, and you're walking drink, and you're walking around campus, and, my and you're doing hands. this goofy, goofy dance, going, "It's it's a release, it's a release, it's a release." And I had no idea why you would say that, why that, that part, <laughs> what that was from. And now I'm like, oh, God, it's a song about the big ass. Okay. I played it for people before because it was so ridiculous. Gosh, it's awful. The, I literally got text messages. The best. I, I got text messages from people going, I cannot believe that is a real thing and that a real human being listened to that. Mm-hmm. Again, it's meant to be enjoyed ironically, but still hilarious. Oh, is that how you say it? A release face? from what? <laughs> Your sexual appetite. Get real. It's artificial sex. What's up, my God? That's artificial sex. Really, what other Catholic podcast is going to give you that? I'll tell you. None. 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 All you're going to have is uh, that, like, one, like, the royal guy just going off because he's angry about his tiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, Michael Gormley nor Luke, someone, do not believe that Raymond Arroyo actually has a tiny penis. They can neither confirm nor deny the length, width, height, girth, depth. Listen, hey, Raymond, buddy, this is all you got to know. It's not the size, okay? It's just how you use it. Luke. Go get him, Tiger. Luke, he's a married man. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And, and the sacrament of marriage. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Luke, I'm going to create an elaborate plot to catfish you. <laughs> You're never going to know where it comes from. I'm going to have multiple Twitter accounts. <laughs> All these people are going to follow that one Twitter account. It's going to reach out to you. You're going to become and the Barney Stinson of uh, Catholic Twitter. And I'm going to say that my name is Brian Ryan Roper, Reese <laughs> Roper's brother. Do you ever want to meet him? Will you first be my friend? Listen. Oh, 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 okay. You know something very interesting? I'd be curious to get your take on this. So there was, there was a band called Every Everyday Sunday. They're from Columbus, and the lead guy in that band is homosexual. He just uh, came out, got a divorce from his wife, said, I have been trying to be, quote-unquote, healed. I've been trying to get away from this, but I just cannot, I just can't escape it. This is who I am. And um, so he's been, he's now an out gay man, still a practicing Christian. And he was going to play a thing called Joshua Fest. Out, I believe it's out in California or in Washington. I don't, or I might be getting that confused with Tom Fest. But anyways, and so he was going to play, but a bunch of people on the production crew, this was at a Christian festival, said, we're not going to help you with this if he, if he plays here. Which means they couldn't under the they couldn't do this and, and trying to do one of the, one of the, one of these like festivals without a crew is is impossible. So they would have they would have been out hundreds um, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so they said, "Hey man, uh, you you are still more than welcome to come out here, but uh, we just can't have you play." And so five so five Iron Frenzy, who is my favorite band. They actually asked him to come on stage and uh, and uh, to sing their last their um last their um uh last song every new day, which is always the last the um last song that they play. It is a worship song, and he sang the whole song with them. I thought that was pretty cool. 
I, th I think it's kind of a mess, but I think it's pretty cool that, that they did that, though. It's interesting. I, I think you're going to see a growing group of Christians who are going to basically say they don't see anything wrong with homosexuality. Uh, now, now, not with the individuals, but just with being homosexual. And I think it's going to, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I like how you use the word interesting. It's going to be uh, an incredibly huge fallout with disaster and uh, mass apostasy people leaving the church forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. interesting. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's it's really. I it's one of those things where. Um, and I, I this is one of the things why I love the Catholic faith is you're really able to get into the nuances of all of this that I think Protestantism just doesn't have room for that. Because I think with within the within the Catholic faith, there's there's a real there is a real difference between identifying as a homosexual or or sin and the actual act and practicing that. Which I think in the Protestant world is just no. If you have any of those urges, that means you're bad, and you you've, you have to be cured of this. Well, in some in some Protestant circles, yeah, yeah, Literally. yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm sorry. I should be I I, um, I should be clear of that. But but I think with a lot of your mainstream non-denominational megachurch Protest, Protestantism, it's just like nope, oh, this is bad. And so I mean, I mean, like these are things we're gonna we're going to have to. I'll be wrestling with. And these are things we're going to have. To, to talk about and uh, I don't know. I, I thought that was a very great gesture on five on five on Frenzy's part. Yeah, because yeah. no, I agree. You know, and, and and like and they are a band where they'll even openly admit that a whole bunch of like other members don't they don't all agree on that stuff. But the most important part is to acknowledge that we are loved by God. And we need to seek him and try and um, to know him. And that's of primary importance. Is it, though? Is it? I said yes. What's it, you, Gormley? Nope. I think conforming to my morality, even if you don't believe in my God, is the most important thing you can do. <laughs> well, on that note, thanks. It's a release. It's a release. It's a release. It's a release. Oh, and the it's the end of that song when he's just like they're just like he's just screaming stuff. It's so funny. You know yeah. that band actually toured with Alice Cooper. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. uh, who is a practicing born again Christian has been for about twenty years. Oh, he, even longer than that, I think. Yeah, he, he he's like pretty legit, pretty legit dude. He's a he's a great example of how he's like, oh, this is just a character that I'm doing. Everyone, you guys all know this, right? <laughs> like, this is not who I actually am. It's just a character I do for fun. Yeah. The answer is no. People don't realize that. Which we're going to find out when we interview Tom Wood. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, no I, I think he definitely wants... I, I think what we're going to have to do is just d determine a date far out in advance. I gotcha. So, we just... But, he, I mean, he's I'm definitely interested. Hey, I'm going to post a series of pictures on Facebook that encapsulate my... Oh, this is our relationship uh, on the podcast. Great. 
uh, this is we almost gonna drive me nuts is how on the iPhone I keep I like keep wanting to swipe to open up my phone it just goes which and and I like that it goes I can like pull up my calendar that quick yeah that's great that's that's actually I like that I can see like what's coming up that's awesome uh, but it is gonna drive me up a flipping wall oh oh we don't have to, we don't have to, have to talk about this now but I am in love with the bullet journal. Yeah, I think it's a one. I think this is a thing that's going to pull me away from G GTD, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna, or I'm going to use that and apply GTD ideas slash principles to it. But I'm done with OmniFocus. Okay, I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Luke Unnamed and Michael Gormley on Catching Foxes. Laser you can find <laughs> you can find us on such amazing shows as the Twenty Fastest Planes in the World on the History Channel, <laughs> LifeHackLane.com, and the Twenty Five Hottest Celebrity Spouses on WorldLifestyle.com. <laughs> In case you happen to be looking at other websites, you can find me at LeahEvangelist.com. You can find Luke at LeahEvangelist.com. Because <laughs> Luke doesn't have his own internet property. <laughs> I think I may have bought Luke is awesome, but I could be wrong. I mean, did you? I feel like I may have, but I definitely didn't renew it. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, I can say this without equivocation. You are trash. <laughs> you are you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm just going to start post- posting pictures of, <laughs> of me and you. It's, it's a release. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Catching Foxes. You can find us at <laughs> Facebook.com slash Catching Foxes Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at The Luke V. And at Lave Angelist. And at AMDG Omer. No, you saw the Catching Foxes. Oh, at C Foxes Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And now here's your moment of zen. My name is Gomer, and I'm the co-host of Catching Foxes. 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 Catching Foxes. Foxes. I would like to tell you about something more important than my podcast. What? Pints with Aquinas. Pint, pint, pop, 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 pints with Aquinas. Matt Fratt actually wrote a book on 50-plus deep thoughts from the angelic doctor. Pints with Aquinas. Here's the deal. Beer is easily lovable, but medieval monastic philosophers, they can be quite intimidating. Yet in this short, pithy book, and I don't use that word often. In fact, I never use the word pithy, but I'm going to use it here, and you're going to agree with me. Matt Frad made the greatest mind in the history of the church as easily accessible as your favorite beer. You'll laugh. You'll cry. Well, you won't cry, but you'll laugh and you'll discover that this old school philosopher's wisdom is just as relevant today as it was back then. So do yourself a favor. Get a copy of this enlightening, pithy little book from Amazon right now. And when it arrives, pour yourself a frothy pint and dig in. You'll be glad you did.